Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and will increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to Side Action, take two, uh, episode 28 of season four. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Weggspool on Twitter and on Instagram. And this is Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at SideActionPod on Twitter. So we're here. We're here. We're in Vegas, baby. Vegas. It's Bally's. Woohoo! We're at some bar in the Bally's Casino. You can see behind us there's some, some action going on. It's pretty loud in here. I'm repping my Side Action t-shirt. Uh, Action's looking good. He's got his beard going. Here we are. I haven't seen you in a minute. Good to see you. You too. Uh, so how, how was your weekend? Obviously, you missed the St. Patrick's Day weekend, but how was your San Diego weekend? It was nice. We uh, were in San Diego since Friday with the family. Um, you know, we have family in from Switzerland as well as met up with some folks from Arizona, and we all shared a house in Mission, Mission Beach, San Diego. Did some surfing and, well, bodyboarding, nice. volleyball. Nice little beach, beach volleyball. volleyball. I saw that. And some partying at uh, Ocean or uh, Pacific Beach Shore Club. Club. That's right. It was a good time. And that was St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's was great. You know, it's Chicago's Mardi Gras. We kind of go, go crazy. It was freezing out there. It was like 22 degrees, 10 degree wind chill. Wind chill. Uh, it froze my face off, but I saw the river. It was green, still green. Uh, like usual. Like usual. Got to hit a tent at Hard Rock Cafe. A lot of fun and. I had a good time. I mean, we, you know, I didn't have quite as much fun as I normally do because I had to take my kid back to the airport, but all in all, it was a good time. And um, I was going to say that, you know, we were talking about Pacific Beach four years ago action, San Diego. That's where we deemed him action because he was on his action app. It's before all the gambling went went viral. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of teasing him about it. And then two months later, we decided to do this podcast. So that's kind of where it all, it all started. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Our, the original San Diego trip. <laughs> That's right. That's where this all started, and then we kicked off the podcast and been going strong. That's right. Four seasons. Season in. four. Season four. Well, let's jump into it. Action. Let's look at your index. Uh, obviously, you like to review this after each you know week, and what do you see different as as it emerges into the NCAA tournament? Well, I was kind of surprised to see that Houston is as high as they are, up to four now in the index, which, I mean, after their performance against Memphis, though, I guess isn't all that surprising, because they were awesome on Sunday. Really shocked me. And I also show Kentucky as being a little bit higher, ranked third in my index compared to their number two seeding. And uh, from there, you've got Baylor and Kansas that round out the the top six. Right, and I was looking at, you know, Tennessee's an eighth seed here, but obviously they're only a three seed in the tournament. We'll talk about them in a minute. I like Iowa, who did run through the Big Ten. And, you know, I, I was on them along the way, won some bets this weekend myself. So nice. we'll see how we set it up. I mean, you posed the question here, can these major conference tournament winners roll this into a, a championship run? And as we were kind of reviewing this before the podcast, I mean, I kind of think Virginia Tech could make a run, not into the championship, but maybe a Sweet 16 run. They definitely caught fire at the right time. Yeah, they were really great in the ACC tournament. I mean, they could have lost their first-round game. They hit a buzzer beater on Wednesday or Thursday even to get that far. And ultimately, it turns out that they probably would have missed the tournament if they didn't win on Saturday night against Duke. 
Yeah, look at uh, Texas A&M. They missed it outright. I thought they were going to make the field. You know, they get to the SEC final wasn't enough. Uh, I mean, Kansas won the Big 12, no surprise. And then what about your comments on the Mountain West? I know Boise State won it. They won the regular season and the tournament, but you're a little down on the Mountain West. Yeah, I am. I think the Mountain West in general is a little bit overseeded. And uh, Boise State, despite winning the conference tournament and the regular season, they have a really tough matchup with Memphis. Right. We saw last night that Wyoming got off to a rough start against Indiana, and I suspect that we might see a trend developing, which we've seen the last several years, too. Mountain West has underperformed in the tournament as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I don't love Colorado State's matchup. We'll talk about them in a minute. They're sixth seed. I think they're a little overseeded, so we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that in the matchups. So then we've got, obviously, the Pac-12. I think this is a team that could win it all in Arizona. They won, They won, They ran the table, so they look pretty good. You like Villanova out of the Big East. Villanova is probably the cream of the crop in the Big East. Obviously, we've talked about Providence enough on this podcast, but Colin Gillespie is a surefire point guard that I think is a key component to every March run, and Villanova's going to be tough again this year. All right, I'm sorry I got distracted by your text here. Uh, Dempsey, <laughs> who's, in our, who's in Night Ranger, who's already, uh, is obviously ser- searching for his prey. He found a, a twin, apparently a doppelganger, in, in a near-kilt skirt there. We were talking about that earlier. Maybe we'll see some some kilts at the, the pool tomorrow inside uh, Stadium Swim. I hope not. I prefer bikinis <laughs> over kilts. Of course. What about Tennessee? I think they, I mentioned them before. I thought they were undeceded. They, they ran through the SEC. I believe it's the toughest division or toughest conference in America this year. They got a three seed. I mean, that really, maybe not. I mean, they weren't the top of the SEC in the regular season, but winning that tournament's tough. Yeah, I mean, SEC is definitely, between them and the Big 12, one of the two best conferences this year. But, I mean, it's pretty clear that the committee decided that the conference tournaments aren't really important for seeding because ultimately they should have been a two, but they're a three, and they have a fairly easy region. I mean, they'll have to face off Villanova, I believe, to make it to the Elite Eight. And uh, I just don't trust Rick Barnes, okay. personally. I think they have a great team, but historically, Rick's teams have underperformed in the tournament. I expect it to continue. Okay. There you go. You heard it here. Uh, we've got a couple more here. The A-10. Richmond was a little bit of a surprise. They ended up winning outright. Uh, they had to make a big comeback. Davidson still made the field, which was a surprise to me. They were a bubble team. I thought they had to win their, their conference. But in, in this case, they got two teams in the A-10. Do you think Richmond can... I think they're playing Arkansas, right? Or is it? Uh, Richmond plays Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Iowa, my bad. Tough. I think it's a really tough matchup for Richmond. Iowa is obviously humming right now, yeah. and I don't think that Richmond's defense is good enough to stop them. Right. Last two, we've got the Big Ten. You already mentioned Iowa. I'm big on Iowa. I like them a lot this year, uh, and, I, and I wouldn't say that normally. I hate their defense, but they've been playing really better, much better, and you know, Keegan Murray has just taken off. I mean, he's obviously playing at another level, plus, you know, you've got Bohannon making some crazy shots, bank shots against your team, I'm sorry, uh, on Saturday. So the last one was the ACC. You kind of mentioned Houston before. I thought Memphis was going to win that game. We both were on Memphis there. So they obviously showed they flexed their muscles and got their revenge finally against uh, the Tigers. Do you think Houston can make a run like they did last year? No. Okay. I don't think so. Me, me too. <laughs> me too. Just had to check. Well, let's run through these games, Action. What we're going to do for our listeners, we're going to run through the Thursday and Friday games of the first round, generally talk about the games, the angles if we like them, but also kind of what the prospects of certain teams in the in the field in lieu of doing a full breakdown of the tournament. I think this will help you out. Yeah. 
tomorrow. Let's start from the top of how it how it goes. We already mentioned Colorado State. They're gonna they're the sixth seed against Michigan in the first game. Michigan kind of still got in even though they lost early uh, to your Hoosiers. Uh, but they are favored in this game uh, by two and a half points. 139.5 uh, is the total. Uh, you like CSU at the two and a half there. I do, yeah. I, I jumped on this spread early. The matchup is not ideal mm-hmm. for David Roddy, the body. Oh, ooh. Oh. Ooh. We're in the club now, baby. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that you moisturize. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, but I, I think that Michigan. You know, they have the make of the team that sneaks in and they're going to could make a run, all uh, UCLA last year. But I just, I just I still think that Jawan Howard's return is going to be a distraction anymore. So, I mean, he would be wise to defer back to Martelli here, yep. but I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, I like CSU to come, vict- come out victorious tomorrow in this game. Well, maybe I'll go with that with you. I, I think in my brackets I'm picking Michigan here, uh, mainly because, you know, I have that affinity for the Rams. I just... My fear is the size. You know, the, the, the Rams don't have a lot of size. Roddy's a great right. player. I love him. And I think that 139, that's a, probably a good total, if not low, for this game. But, you know, when they face good size, they struggle. And so that's my biggest fear in that game. But neither of these teams are going to go deep, though, right? I agree. Yes. Right. Next game. So how about this one? This is one that one of our darlings to bet against. Providence, the four seed, is hosting, uh, obviously, the the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, the 13th seed, who did make it through. Providence is a short favorite here of minus two. The total will be 149 and a half. Everyone's on the Jackrabbits. I like them. I even like the the money line. But does it scare you that everybody, all the Sharps, are on this, this spot? No, not really. I okay. mean, I, you know, I think that... Clearly, everyone had a predisposition against Providence yes. going into the tournament because of the luck factor. We talked about the Ken Palm luck factor. Yeah, ten and two and five point games or less. But uh, I think that uh, San Diego, or excuse me, South Dakota State is really a formidable team. I mean, yeah. this is kind of a bad matchup for Providence because they can really shoot the ball. They're the best three point shooting team in the field, and I think that's going to be difficult for Providence to contend with tomorrow. Yeah, and they can score points. I mean, they will score. We talked about it in the conference breakdown, I think, last week. They can score over 100 points, you know, if they want to. If they're able to shoot, they spread the floor. So, okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. I was kind of worried about when everybody's talking about it and every, you know, VEASAN, everywhere else they're talking about it. So Now, if the steam continues to come in and Providence becomes uh, underdog, I might look to edge back a little bit okay. and see if I can hit a middle in a close game. Get a middle. Yeah. Got it. Uh, then we got Memphis versus Boise. This is a 9 versus 10. Memphis being the 9. Boise is an 8. These are basically throw out the seeds. These are even teams. Memphis is favored in this one by 2.5. The total is 133.5. I've liked Memphis for a few weeks now. I've been talking them up. Do you still think this is a good team to back? I do, yeah. I, I think that Boise uh, has some size for Mountain West Conference Tournament, but going up against Memphis is going to be a whole other animal. Jalen Duran is a lottery pick, and I think that uh, the Boise State big men are not going to be ready for what they're bringing on the inside. So I think that Memphis is a very uh, good pick in this game. Yeah, what about the total? 133.5. I like the under. Uh, Yeah, I I think you would be wise to target the under in all Mountain West games. (laughs) There you go. Uh, we can maybe skip this unless you have an angle on it. Norfolk is the 16th seed against Baylor, the one. They're 21 point favorites. Just skip. Yeah, what do you think about Baylor in general, though, in terms of their chances in the region? 
I think their region sets up that they're going to make the Elite Eight fairly easily. I don't know if they can beat Kentucky. Uh, I think that that's going to be a great game, probably the best one of the best games of the tournament. But I think it's a collision course between Baylor and Kentucky in this region. Okay. What I about like, you? I like UCLA. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's fine, too. I think UCLA, you loved them last year. You wrote Johnny, Johnny Juzang to your player pool title. I'm a little worried about UCLA because they're one of these teams that they should be really good this year. But Akron, we'll talk about them later, they're a formidable team. Okay. Wow. Let's skip. Uh, okay, here we go. We got Longwood against Tennessee. I don't know if this is a – Tennessee's a 17-point favorite. Longwood's never made the tournament. Uh, Action likes the under in this one. Yeah. Full game and first half, which is 62-and-a-half. The full game is 132. So nothing about the side. You like the total. Yeah, I I think that uh, Tennessee is probably the right side here. would have a lean that way just because of their defense. But I think the stronger play is the under here. I'm not sure that Longwood, despite their good three-point shooting, is going to be able to put up many points against them. And I think that Tennessee is just going to – grind this game down and get out of there with an under and a victory. I mean, traditionally, one of these threes is going to lose. Yeah. So we got to figure out which Wisconsin. one. <laughs> there you go. There we go. So this next game is the one I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, Richmond is the 12 seed against Iowa the 5. You mentioned that you like Iowa because you think that they're just humming on all cylinders. They're a 10.5 point favorite. The total's 150.5. You know, I do like Iowa. I, Honestly, and I, I'm, you know, I put it on my blog. I think I'm going to stick with. I have Iowa in the Final Four. I know it's a little like bit it. crazy, but I think they're playing really good basketball. But this game scares me. This is the game I got. Not they have tougher games ahead, but you underestimate a Richmond team that's they're hot too. Uh, I'm not loving the ten and a half, but you still think they can cover that? I do. Yeah, I'm, I haven't bet it yet, and I, I may end up passing on the side, but I'd certainly lead to Iowa. I feel that Richmond put all of their energy into that A-10 tournament. Okay. And I think that they're just a really bad matchup for Iowa. They are defensively are in the hundreds. Yeah. And Iowa and Iowa can score with the best of them. And on the flip side, I've been super impressed with Iowa's defense lately. Over the last 10 games, they are performing in defense like best in the Big Ten. I know. So yeah, it's been super impressive, and I think that uh, Iowa's the pick here. But you still like the under in this one, even I though do. Action can score. Or, I mean, Action, uh, Iowa can score. I do, yeah. I think this one opened up a little bit too high. I think it opened 154. Okay. I saw some move to the under already. I make this game like 146. So even at the current number, 151, I'm playing under. Okay. Well, let's go to this next one. So Georgia State is the 16th seed against the Zags, who are going to overall number one. The Zags open as a 23.5-point favorite, 149.5-point total. You like the uh, Georgia State plus 24, and I agree with you. I think that Georgia State's un over or underseeded here. They should have been a 15 or a 14. Now, this conference always wins games. This is not the game they're going to win, but I think they have some pros on this team. I think they're going to push the Zags. I like this pick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, this is probably this team should have been a 15 seed, yep. so uh, they got a disservice by going up against Gonzaga, and really, ultimately, Gonzaga. Actually, it probably helps Gonzaga because it gives it them does. a primer that, yes. that they don't normally see in that conference. Very true. Very true. Uh, I don't know about this game. Marquette against you, you, you know UNC. You know Marquette's the nine. UNC's the eight. Both teams are okay. The Carolina's three and a half point favorites. Uh, 152 point total. Looks like a stay away for you. I, that's okay with me too. Yeah, I I think that ultimately I might be swayed to the Marquette side because I think that UNC is just getting overvalued based yeah. on the win against Duke. I mean, ten days ago they were catching twelve points at Duke, 
and now they're laying three and a half in a uh, NCAA tournament in game. like an even game. Yeah. It, it doesn't really add up to me, and I think that uh, Marquette and uh, Coach Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart know what they're doing, and I think that there could be some value on the dog. It could be. I mean, look, Marquette, we talked about it midseason. They had a good run. They won seven games in the middle of the season, and then they kind of tanked. I don't know what happened. Maybe there were injuries. That style that they play will be tough for UNC. Uh, it's always the size for UNC, so I'm going to stay away. Yeah. All right. The 12-seed uh, New Mexico State against UConn. Um, this is an interesting game action. UConn's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, 132-point total. You like the UConn guards, which I do, but New Mexico State, as we mentioned last week, has always been a tournament darling. People yep. love to pick this upset, and it's a 12-5, which is traditional upset bill. Do you think the Aggies can pull off the upset? I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I, I think that uh, especially with these two teams that play a slower pace, you would do wise to find a lot of value on the underdog catching six and a half points here. Uh, we in our Calcutta last night bought New Mexico State as a okay. potential value play. Yeah, sure. And uh, I think given the low score, that this game is going to be close and the underdog certainly has value. Well, to your Calcutta point, I mean, they're in the West, right? They could... if. Something happens to Arkansas and New Mexico State won. They could be a Sweet 16 team pretty yeah. easily. I mean, that's kind of the way they are. Let's go to the next one. This one's probably, oh, okay, you, you do like this one. So St. Peter's, smaller school, 15 seed against Kentucky, two seed, probably under seed. Well, maybe not one seed, but they were in the fringe of a one. Yeah. 17 and a half point favorites for Kentucky, 132 points here for the total. You like Kentucky, though, to cover that 17 and a half. Yeah, I think St. Peter's is the one team that probably should have flipped with Georgia yeah, State. Yeah, I agree Because with you. Uh, this was Iona's bid. Yes, And they got was. upset in the semifinals. And so now you've got a St. Peter's team that really doesn't belong. And I think Kentucky's going to smash them. And this is the team. So you like UCLA in this region over Kentucky? Um, I Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, this is the region. The UCLA, Purdue, Kentucky, Baylor pod. Yep. I think that uh, out of all those teams, I trust UCLA the most. Okay. I'm on Kentucky, but I hear you. I mean, they're going to be good. So how about this one? We've got a 9-8 uh, Creighton against 8 uh, San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State is actually favored by 2.5 points. It's a very low score, 119.5. It's a rock fight. Uh, I know that Creighton can score, but this Aztec team can really strangulate you on the defensive end. I don't love that they're favored by two and a half, but that total, man, that's really low. Can, <laughs> what do you think there? Well, Creighton uh, is in a tough spot because they lost their point guard about yes. three weeks ago, Nemhard's little brother, and uh, they haven't really been quite the same since then, although they played really well in the conference tournament. They did. Um, so I think it's going to be difficult against San Diego State without Nemhard in the lineup. And I do like the Aztecs, but I don't think I would lay the points. I, I like yeah. the money line here. And um, full disclosure, I have a little story from our Calcutta last night. We okay. were all chatting on the phone, and we all agreed that we like San Diego State in this matchup. Yeah. And then someone jumped in and said, wow, the, the price on Creighton is just crazy right now. And I kind of panicked, and I accidentally bid on them. <laughs> and we won them. And so we have Creighton and the Calcutta, and we're all like, eh, oh, well. maybe they'll win. But uh, I do like San Diego State still. Yeah, yeah, I like them too. Of, of all the Mountain West teams, I like them the best. This is another game where I played first half under just okay. this afternoon, uh, sitting at the Paris Sportsbook. 55 and a half. It's a super low total. Ooh. But it's a uh, early window game and a neutral site venue. I think it's going to be really slow to start. Agreed, agreed. 
All right, so this one is important for my bracket too. Uh, Vermont is going is playing Arkansas, so Vermont's the 13 seed, uh, Arkansas the four seed. Um, you know, it's in that same West bracket, West region. Arkansas is a five point favorite, 139 point total. I'm a little worried about this. I have this. I have Arkansas in the Sweet 16. I really like that team. I've liked them for a while. If you listen to the podcast, yeah. I talk about them every week. But the Catamounts are legit. I mean, they beat everybody in their conference by 20 points or more. I'm not sure I would lay these five points. I agree. I took Vermont plus the points here. I think this is another game that lines up to be a little bit low scoring. You've already seen the move to the under, 141 yep. down to 139. And uh, I think that Vermont's style is going to surprise Arkansas a little bit. They really are a smart team. They look to take the easiest shot that is available to them every time down. Right. And I have a feeling that Arkansas is going to fall in love with the three-point shot a little bit too much tomorrow. Yeah, J.D. Note can do that. <laughs> so, um, is he on your team? Uh, I did not oh, take no, that. Oh, no, that was Colas. Colas guy. All right, so this this one's a really good matchup. The 10 seed, uh, San Francisco against 7, Murray State. Murray State is favored in the matchup, minus 1, and 137 is the total. I mean, the Racers are a media darling. Everybody loves this team. Some people love them. I heard somebody take them to the Final Four. I think that's a wow. little crazy. Wow. The Dons are solid, though. They've had a good season. They couldn't beat the best teams in their conference, you know, uh, both St. Mary's and the Zags, but they have size. I mean, it's obviously a pick for a reason, but um, what do you think about this matchup? Well, I mean, sharp move to Murray State in this game. Yeah. First of all, opened at two, plus two, and now Murray State oh. is a minus two favorite. Interesting. So, big time move to the Racers, and okay. I think there's good reason for it. I, I, this Murray State team is seasoned, and they've got some extremely good guards. And I like them in this matchup. I like them to beat Kentucky as well. I think oh. I'm going to put that to my bracket. Wow. Okay. In our bracket pool. They're going to be the kings of Kentucky. I think they're a Kentucky team. Okay, good, so. good yeah. for you. All right, here we go. Oh, you've got them twice. This isn't right. Akron against UCLA. Is that right? Oh, I guess it is. Okay, so 13 seed is – I wrote it out. Akron is 13 seed against UCLA, uh, the four seed. UCLA is a heavy favorite here, minus 14, 128 point uh, and a half point total. MAC teams are tough in the dance, man. I, okay. 14 is a big number. I, I don't. Is UCLA going to stomp this team? Now the Zips were not the favorite. Okay, right, the Rockets right. were the favorite. Yep. But this is John Gross. He coached actually at Ohio University. He coached Illinois. He's been. He's brought teams to the dance before. I think they're going to be ready. I would do the plus 14 here. I don't necessarily know the one outright, but I'm a little worried for UCLA in this matchup. I think you're right. I think there's value on the points here. The, another game where the total has gone down from 130 and a half and open to 128 and a half, and uh, a 14 point spread certainly would lend itself to some value there, especially when you have a UCLA team that likes to play those low scoring contests. Sure. sure. All right. There we go. It's I'm going to be on my card tomorrow. I like it. Uh, we got a 16 seed Texas Southern. They won last night. They've won three times now in the first four, but they obviously get to play <laughs> Kansas again, the one seed. They're 22-point dogs here, 144.5 point total. No play on this one? Should have known Texas Southern last night. They're the play in Darley. Sorry, man. Oh, I should have asked me. <laughs> you, just wanted, you just wanted, uh, what was it? Corpus Texas Christi. A&M Corpus Christi. Well, Lutz is ex-Purdue guy. So oh, their coach is a Purdue, former Purdue assistant. Very anyway. True. Uh, last game on the card is, you know, your guys, uh, well, your dad's guys, 
uh, Mark's guys. So 12, the 12 seed is Indiana. They won last night. They look good versus five St. Mary's. A two and a half point favorite for St. Mary's here. 126 and a half point total. I like the Hoosiers here, and I think St. Mary's is a really good ball club. They do not match up well against this team. Indiana has size. Your guy was in Trace. Trace Jackson, Jackson Davis. Davis. I didn't realize he's Dale Davis's kid. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. It makes he's got sense. Some pedigree. The dude played great last night. 29 points in his debut. He's on fire. The whole team is playing gold. I think the big guy for them, the big guy, but the key guy is Geronimo. Oh, he was awesome. He was great, and I guess he was hurt uh, against Iowa. Yeah, he hurt So I, I'm all in on the money line, and I'll take the plus two and a half and the money line in this one for the Hoosiers. Yeah, I agree. I, I bet it uh, 136, plus 136 this afternoon. I nice. think that Indiana is on a roll right now. They are. They were the best team in Indianapolis last week. They were. They had Iowa on the ropes they for did. 45 minutes. 35 minutes. Yeah. And uh, they probably would have beaten Purdue on Sunday, too. I believe that. I think they would have, yeah. And uh, I think that this St. Mary's team is not a good matchup for Indiana. They don't really have anybody inside who can match up with TJE and Race Thompson. And the key for Indiana has been getting back Trey Galloway defensively. They are a much better defensive team with him in the lineup. Gotcha. I also like the under in this one tomorrow. We saw it last night in the play-in game. Very slow start. Indiana likes to play slow, and St. Mary's will happily oblige. So, yeah. 126 yeah. under. I also played under first half. Okay, gotcha. All right, let's move to the Friday games and look at that part of the bracket. Um, you've got Loyola is in the 10 seed against Ohio State. This is a pick'em action. Uh, 132 and a half point total. The Ramblers are sexy, right? They they won big games. They went to the Final Four a few years ago. They they went to you know Sweet 16 last year. Uh, I don't know. Ohio State has kind of been reeling. It seems like it makes sense. The line seems to have been appropriate. But are you going to actually bet this line, bet the pick, and bet on Loyola? Yes, I, I like Loyola in this game. They have the tournament pedigree, you do. despite the new coach and uh, Valentine yep. uh, taking over for Porter Moser. They still have the same cast of characters, and I think that Ohio State has been reeling lately. And they don't play defense, yeah, so I think they're going to get beat on Friday. Okay, there you go. First one right out of the gate. Uh, the 15 seed Jacksonville State was playing Auburn, the two seed. Uh, Auburn's a 15.5 point favorite, 138.5 point total. This is a really weird situation action. Jacksonville State didn't actually win their conference tournament, but because they had the other team that wasn't eligible yet, uh, they get the bid, which is kind of goofy. I think they're just going to be happy to be there. I'm not sure I'd lay the points, but I do like Auburn fairly deep in this bracket. Jabari Smith's really good, and more importantly, I don't know, Pearl can coach the hell out of them in the, in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they drew a pretty easy pod, to they be did. honest, with Wisconsin in their quadrant. Um, yeah, Wisconsin. Uh, so I, I agree. I think Auburn could make a little run, although I don't really trust them in in-game situations. Right. They don't really get Jabari Smith shots when he needs to. And ultimately, I have a feeling that's going to bite them before they get to the three uh, Atlantic stages of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, got, we got some action here. We got some action here at Valleys. All right, let's keep going. Uh, here we go. So Montana State, the 14 seed, is playing Texas Tech, the three seed. Uh, Texas Tech is a 15-point favorite in this, which is a big favorite, 132 and a half. I think that's too many points, action. I'm not necessarily going to lay it, but I wouldn't lay I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take it, but I would not lay it with Texas Tech. I love Texas Tech in general, but um, 
That's a big number, isn't it? Yeah, betting them as a heavy favorite is not ideal, given the fact that they like to play low-scoring games, and they're not really a potent offense. So you got to figure they'll be able to shut down Montana State's offense, but certainly won't expect them to cover 15. Now, you have that ticket on them to win it all. Uh, how do you like their bracket? I mean, I see them going fairly deep in this one, given the, the layout. Yeah, agreed. I, I think Gonzaga has a tough road before they even would meet in the Elite Eight. Right. And so I think that uh, Texas Tech is certainly live in this portion of the bracket. Gotcha. Because I think Duke's going to get beat, too. I agree. I think they're going to – I think – I got them in the Elite Eight personally, so I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, here's your team. Uh, Yale 14 going against Purdue the three. This is we watched this at stadiums from last year yeah. when Purdue North went to North that Texas. Was North Texas. No, I know, I know, but I mean, it went down in flames. Were they a yeah. two or a three seed? They were a three last year. Yeah, similar situation. Do you think that this uh, they can get over their demons and have too much size for this update? They're yeah. 16 point favorite in this one. Yeah, Yale is no good. This this was supposed to be Princeton in this spot, and I think the committee just got lazy and just put Yale in their spot because Yale should really be a 16 seed. Yes. I think Purdue got lucky in this spot, and uh, they're going to smash Yale. Yeah, they I should like dominate them inside. Uh, okay, the next one's 15 seed Delaware against Villanova. Uh, Villanova is a 15 and a half point favorite, 133 point, uh, 133 and a half point total. Again, some big numbers here. Delaware is. You know, they, they weren't even the CAA regular season champions, so this is more an appropriate seating for them. It's a lot of number. I mean, 15 and a half for a 133.5 point total seems like a lot, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but I think that uh, no, Villanova's defense is going to be able to shut down Delaware, and, and I would probably lean to the favorite in this one, to be honest. And how do you like Nova's prospects? They're the two seed in the, uh, they're actually in Arizona's region, in the south. Uh, do, you, do you see them getting past Tennessee, or do you think they're gonna? I, I would beat favor. I, I really would. I'd favor Villanova in that game slightly, just because of the coaching edge. I mentioned it okay. earlier. I don't trust Rick Barnes, and I think that uh, Jay Wright has proven his medal in the most recent tournaments. Got their championship. They got over that hump, and I think that uh, Colin Gillespie is seasoned, and he's gonna be able to carry them. He's really good. All right, so the, this is kind of a, I don't know if I care about this game, but Miami 10 seed against 7 USC. USC is your team. Well, they were last year. Oh, okay. I like, I like the other Mobley. And I'm like, this Mobley's fine. He's fine. Look, they're Evan Mobley. No. USC is a one-and-a-half point favorite, 139-and-a-half point total. Look, I think they have a lot of size for Miami. I'm not sure if they face this size. But this is appropriate line. I don't know who's going to win this game. Yeah. And I'm going to just watch it. I'm not really going to jump in on either way. I I, yeah, I like USC in general, but this year that's not the same team as last year. Agree. I think this is a straight-up pass for me. So this one is the one we were discussing before. Virginia Tech's the 11 seed here, uh, and placing Texas, the 6 seed. But Texas only a short one-point favorite here, 123.5 point total. I mean, I do like the Hokies a lot, you know, and it's not necessarily just the run. As I said, their, their metrics weren't matching up to their results. So Texas, to me, we've talked about them. They've underperformed. I think they're going to get beaten this one. I wish it was a bigger number, but I guess I'll take the money line of plus one. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I'm opposed to you in this game. I, okay. I think that Texas defensively is going to be a bad matchup for Virginia Tech on the inside. And I think that uh, they're going to be able to shut down Storm Murphy as well. And uh, I like Texas to win this one. Okay. 
All right, we're on opposite sides. We gotta hit each other's head in the once in a while. All right, how about this one? The 13 seed Chattanooga is playing Illinois, the four seed. You know, my my Illini. So they were Illinois seven and a half point favorites, 135 and a half point total. I think Chattanooga's a really dangerous team. Action. I I think that they have NBA level players. They may not make the NBA, but they could definitely play in the D League. And Illinois is super inconsistent. Seven and a half points is way too much for this one. I take Chattanooga, and I've actually got him winning the game in my bracket. Wow, nice. I like the dog in this one, too. I'm not sure that I'll be on the money line, to be honest, but right. I did take seven and a half points as well. And I think that, uh, they, you know, this is a senior-laden team, and, yes. and they are going to be ready to play. I do think that Kofi Coburn is going to be a problem for them yeah. inside. He's a problem for everybody. Yeah. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to get his points, but Chattanooga is going to score, too. And, um, if Coburn gets in foul trouble at all in this game, I think Chattanooga can be very live. And that's what I'm looking for. They almost always have that happen. Seven and a half is just too big of a number. Okay, so let's do this one. Uh, Cal State Fullerton, the 15th seed against the two Duke. Uh, Duke is 18 and a half point favorites, 146 and a half in the total. I mean, obviously, Paolo Banquero is looking for his, NFL, his NBA check soon. <laughs> Uh, they're going to win this game. I don't know if Cal State Fullerton can run with this team, but 18 and a half is a big number. I wouldn't lay it. Yeah, uh, looks like it's growing. 19, oh, wow. at least one or two shops here in town. So it looks like Duke may be the side, but I, I'm going to be passing as well. Yeah. Let's go to this next one. Uh, 11 seed Iowa State is playing 6 seed LSU. This is kind of a who cares game for me too action. Uh, but we've got to talk about something here. LSU is a four point favorite in this one. 127 and a half point total. They finally fired Wade, yeah, Coach Wade. Why, why did it took three, four years? I have no idea, but all of a sudden they're gonna fire him. We all knew this all happened, but yeah. do you think that will inspire them to play better or they're gonna pray? I don't think it's gonna have an impact on game one. To be honest, I don't. I didn't factor it into my handicap. Yeah. I think if they win and they play on the weekend, LSU is like one A on my fate list. Yeah. Um, in this game, though, I think there's value on Iowa State. I, I, I do. Okay. This is a team that plays really well defensively, and this is going to be a low-scoring game. Four and a half could be uh, good value. Yeah, I mean, both teams play really good defense, so it'll be lower scoring. So you're right. Four points, a lot of a lot of points there. How about this one? 12 seed UAB versus Houston, the five seed. Uh, this is also in the South region. Eight and a half point favorite for Houston, 136 point total. I, I don't understand this line. I, I don't think, I think it's too big. I mean, I know that they're looking at Ken Palm. We, we know that it's kind of weird. In Ken Palm and in your action index, Houston is rated really high. They have struggled in their conference. Only two teams made the dance. I mean, what's his name? Jordan Jelly, what's his name? Oh, uh, Je Jelly Bean. Yeah, jelly, yeah. Jelly something. The guy's Jelly, the guy's Jelly, man. How can he go against Jelly? I actually have them winning this game. I know it's a little. This is one of these surprise picks. Wow. Eight and a half's a big spread, but I'm going to put the money on there. Um, I think the Blazers have four transfers that were at big time programs. Houston actually is ready for them because they played this guy before, the Jelly guy. But I don't like Houston to score that many points. I mean, eight and a half—that's a big number for 136 point total. Family reunion over here. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I, I agree. I think that uh, there's value on the dog here. UAB can actually rebound, so they'll be able to hold their own on the glass, which is always key against Houston. I don't know. I'll be on the money line, but I do think that uh, eight and a half is too many. Gotcha. A couple more games here. We've got the 10 seed Davidson against the 7 Michigan State. 
Uh, we've got Michigan State as a short favorite, minus one, and the total of 140 and a half. You already said you like Davidson in this matchup. Yep. And you said you like Davidson to beat somebody in the next one, Duke? I think Davidson's going to beat Duke. Wow, yeah. look at this guy going all out. Yeah. What makes you say that? I mean, you can skip this game. Right. I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I know, I'm, Sparty's not that great. I get that. So. I don't, I don't think that Duke is going to be uh, willing to defend. And this Davidson team can shoot it from outside from almost every position. And I think that it's going to be a shootout and Davidson's going to beat them. Love it. Love it. I want to see that. It'll be on, uh, I guess this will be on Sunday, so it'll be home. Yeah. Okay, a couple more games. Uh, 14 seed Colgate versus the 3 seed Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a 7 point, seven and a half point favorite, 139 point total. My question is, is Johnny Davis healthy? No. He was definitely not healthy this weekend when he played, who was it, Indiana? Uh, uh, they played, they lost to Michigan State. Michigan State. Yes. They looked so bad, he looked so bad. He was three for 18, he was terrible. We were actually messaging about it. I couldn't believe it. I was actually on the Ravon chat and I was nice. hosting Wisconsin and I was like, the first five seconds I could tell that he wasn't healthy. Now, he's had a few days off, but ankle injuries don't heal in a week. Uh, and I don't think so. I picked this upset as well, Colgate to be Wisconsin. Yep, plus 275. I don't know what the current number. It looks like you can get some higher numbers now. Uh, anyway, and uh, I, I agree. I think that this is another team that shoots the ball really well. And Wisconsin, although typically very good on defense, uh, is not going to be able to match up with Colgate from the outside. And if Johnny Davis isn't healthy, which I don't believe he is, Wisconsin is a very mediocre team. And I think that uh, plus 300 or so on the money line is significant value. Well, that Michigan State game, Davison was the only one who could score. They have one other guy who was the freshman point guard. Oh, uh, Hepburn. Hepburn. He was pretty good. Other than that, their, in, their interior players don't score. I mean, he talks about this Tyler Wall guy. He yeah. was average. So I agree, man. I, I It's just they're ripe for an upset. I'll, I'll definitely take those points and then probably lay the money so a uh, couple more we got a TCU the ninth seed playing against the eight seed Seton Hall this is a one point game for T uh, Seton Hall and 130 point total it's a who cares game to me I don't know if yeah. I will watch it but whatever I, I lean to TCU in this game I think they're going to be tougher than Seton Hall okay and the 16 seed, I guess that's going to be Wright State. Did they win yep. officially? Wright so State versus the representative of the Horizon won today. They beat Brian and your guy Kiss, so he's out. No more flexing. Uh, they're going to play the one seed Arizona. Do you have a line on that? No line yet. I would say they're probably going to be a 20, 20 plus point favorite, right? Would you lay the points, or is Wright State going to be game? No, I think Wright State is valiant. Uh, they they can score, and I expect I, I like the over right off the bat. I don't okay. know what the number's going to be, but I expect that there's going to be a lot of points in this matchup. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so the last game on the card is going to be either the 11 seed Rutgers or Notre Dame in the play-in game that we're it's going to happen any minute now versus Alabama, which is the sixth seed here. You know. Alabama's been trending the wrong way. Uh, yep. I will tell you that right now. I think we're both like Rutgers tonight. It's a yep. little bit later, but um, we also, I like Rutgers to beat Bama personally. I yep. know their defense is there. You've got, um, what's his name? You've got Ron Harper Jr. in the pool, which I thought was a good pick. You get two games at least out of them. So, I mean, what's the, we don't have a number on this, but what would you think the number would be? I mean, like a Ooh. six, eight point yeah, game? I think six, seven. Seems about right. I uh, can't get to my index right now. Yeah. But uh, I think if I, I did look at this game, and I think that Rutgers is going to be a live dog for sure. 
Yeah, I think Bama's just, I don't know what's going on with that team. Nate Oates is a good coach, but they, they're just not playing good. They're playing a tough ACC, but Rutgers, yep. obviously, they won some big games in the Big Ten. Uh, what if, just so I throw it out there for our listeners, what if Notre Dame won the game? Would you, would you have the same feeling about Notre Dame against? No, I think Notre Dame is hot garbage. Yeah, okay. I would so, like Alabama in that case. Exactly. So we'll, we'll reverse it if we have it, if Notre Dame somehow pulls it out tonight. So we, we've kind of talked about everybody kind of giving some ideas about where we're at, but maybe not full decisions on Final Four, but for your brackets, you can listen to us. You want me to go first? You already have it written down, so you might as well give your phone. Yeah, I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stay away from the chalk this year okay. for the most part. I do have two number one seeds, but uh, I think that there's gonna be a lot of upsets in this tournament. We've seen it in the last several weeks that no team is really unbeatable. Right. And uh, I I for one think Gonzaga is gonna lose. I like Texas Tech in that region. Okay. I think that Arizona is going to come out of the South. Yep. And then I will take Kansas in the Midwest, just because I think it's a, a little bit of an easier region, despite Iowa being in their pot. Right. And I'm going to take UCLA to repeat, going back to the Final Four out of the Tough East. Wow, Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin. So we differ quite a bit this year, actually. I mean, that sometimes happens. Action likes to be, he's a risk taker a little more than me, I guess. I still have the Zags in the West, and I get what you're saying. I have the Zags against Texas Tech, so that's a pick game to me when they play in the Elite Eight. I do think that Arkansas could, could possibly knock off the Zags there, but even Memphis could, to be honest with you. Yep. But I just think that the Zags, Holmgren played so well in the West Coast Conference final and stuff. I just think he's, it's going to be a coming out party for him, so he's going to be a force. On the other side, I do like Arizona, as you mentioned as well. Now, granted, Houston could, I got Houston losing early, but they could do something. I got Tennessee sure. coming in there. But I think I like Arizona. Uh, where we differ quite a bit is like Midwest, Kansas. I don't know if I trust this team. I think they're good. Iowa, that Iowa-Kansas game is going to be the winner of that game to me is going to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, I do think that, you know, you're going to get maybe an Auburn out of the bottom. I think the bottom is garbage in this, in this pod, as you said. And then lastly, in the East, I've got Kentucky. You've got Murray State beating them, which, hey, of course they can. But our guy Sheedway's on that team. I think they're an older group of players, so I think they're going to be game. But I do think it's going to be – it's interesting to pick UCLA. I do have UCLA losing to Baylor, um, and I have Baylor in Kentucky. But, you know, in the end, uh, you know, a little bit different, but we still have the core group of teams and probably the Elite Eight Sweet 16. Yeah, I like it. Who's your champion? I have Arizona winning. Oh, me too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's – I think – to me, a lot of people pick the Zags, and maybe people pick Kentucky or something, but I do like Arizona. They have the talent, and I mean, obviously Tommy Lloyd, the Zags guy, wouldn't it be bad? He's with the Zags for all those years, and he goes first beats year him. and beats them. That'd be awesome. That'd be rough. That's how I have it. Great. Well, anyway, well, that wraps us up, guys. This is, uh, you know, this is live from Vegas, baby. This is our big trip. We've done this the last couple years. It's a good time. Uh, I'm excited. We'll be at Stadium Swim tomorrow. You know, drinking it up, checking out the non-kilts, and uh, right. hopefully some green beer, as you said, and winning some games. Can't wait. Uh, stadium swim, Thursday, NCAA tournament basketball is the greatest place. Yeah, can't get any better. Well, good luck with your brackets. We'll check in with you next week before the Sweet 16, and uh, you know, get your bracket picks in, and most importantly, get some picks on some of these money lines and win some money. That's right. Thanks, everybody. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. 
We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry 5 and district 4 by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org license under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0